We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Field of 68. Field of 68 till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> this is Alabama coach Nate Oates. When we're not playing. I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. And this is one of the best weeks of the entire year because from the mid-majors to the power conference schools, we cover the country with you on the Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM College, Channel 84, Twitter, YouTube. We are presented, as always, by Bet Rivers. I'm John Fanta. We've got the coach's perspective tonight from Matt McCall. We've got the leader of the Field of 68, Rob Doster, here with us. Fellas, in just moments, we'll talk with the head coach of the team that won the game that was on the Field of 68 broadcast network, the debut game on this very network at the Greenville Winter Invitational. Not because he won that game. We talked to him then. Because he led the Furman Paladins to the SoCon Championship tonight, the Paladins' first ticket to the NCAA tournament since 1980. 43 years in the making. Furman is going dancing. We'll talk with their head coach, Bob Ritchie, shortly. Who else punched ticket tonight? Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. They trailed 37-33 to at the half to South Alabama, who went on a memorable run. Louisiana punches the ticket to the tournament with a 71-66 to victory. We'll talk about them and more. But Rob Doster, I just got to start with you, man. We're six nights away from having a bracket, but these are the evenings that we live for. The emotion, the faces of this week, of championship week, unlike any other. It was it was awesome being able to sit there and chat with Bob Ritchie, knowing what that Furman program has been through, knowing what they went through last year, knowing how close he's been, knowing how much he cares about getting that group and that specific team and those guys that came back for him, Mike Bothwell and Jalen Slauson, like they, they could have been gone. Those guys are high major basketball players. Jalen Slauson is going to, if he doesn't end up being an NBA player at some point, he's going to be a two-way G League, something like that. He's got pros. And those guys came back for him to help him get the program where he wanted them to go. You know, he he said it in the interview, right? Uh, Matt, you, you heard this. Um, 
it's hard to build a program in college basketball in 2023. You build teams, you build rosters. It's hard to build a program. And it was so cool to see him uh, celebrating, finally breaking through. Because, I mean, you know, at that level, if you don't end up winning that tournament and getting hot for three days in the first week of March, like you could, you would win 18 straight games in league play. You could do what Hofstra did tonight and you lose in the semifinals of your conference tournament, man. And it just, it all goes poof. So it was very, uh, it was awesome to see him jump on the Zoom, sit down, and give us a Ric Flair woo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just smile. And like, like we told him, like enjoy, enjoy tonight. It's it is, it's an unbelievable feeling to be able to cut those nets down and know at that level that your team is going to the tournament. I mean, it's there, there's nothing like it. I, I mean, my kids being born, and I said this to Bob, and we'll see it on the interview. I mean, it's, <laughs> my kids being born is is the greatest memory. But in terms of your professional career and man, it, there's just because there's so much goes into and even like your family, right? Because your family feels it. They feel it when you lose. They feel it when you go through adversity and they're there for you, your wife, your kids, everyone and all the players and everything they put into it. And when you get over that hump and you get that opportunity to cut those nets down, it's unbelievable. Think about this for Bob Ritchie too. hit the, the, Three out of the last five seasons, they've won 25 or more games. Mm. And this is the first year that they're going to the tournament and forever. But just like, think about that. Like, the guy's done an unbelievable job. And it's just, it's remarkable. And it, and he that's, started there. I mean, that's the, what makes the, these like, moments so good, man. And, and you know this as well awesome. as anyone because you could be. And an incredible basketball team. You can win 28, 29, 30 games at that level and be a very, very good team that can go. And honestly, if you stuck Furman in the ACC, they're probably finishing somewhere in the top half, right? They're probably finishing around 500, maybe 8 and 10, something along those lines. Like They're good enough to compete with a lot of those teams. At, at minimum, they're better than Louisville. We saw that firsthand, right? So to, to see them be able to um, – the, to realize that success with the reward that everybody wants. And even if they get knocked out in the first round, it's just like you get to go experience it, right? You fly yeah. on that jet. You go and yeah. you go to the press conference. Yeah. You have everybody yeah. asking you the questions. You're on national television. If you're lucky enough, maybe you got Jim Nance and Grant Hill on the sideline calling your game. Like it's just, it's the experience. It's you the experience. That's all you want. Like one chance. You just mentioned Jim Nance and Grant Hill. Like I'll never forget the night before we played Indiana in my hotel room, it's Jim Nance, uh, Grant Hill, Tracy Wolfson, like the, the crew. The crew is in there in my hotel. I'm like, is this real? Is this like, is this this where we're at? I mean, it's it's the most unbelievable experience, and especially for those players, right? And especially the guys that came back. Like, credit those guys, like because like you said, they could have gone anywhere. Those guys could like they could have taken nil deals. And and on the interview, we'll see it. I mean, Bob talked about it. Like, no, they they we we made a pact. We're staying here. We're sticking to this. We're gonna get this done. And to me, that's that's the most impressive thing. Um, and two, like, think about the emotions of last year's game. Right? They score. Everybody thinks the game's over. They've got three guys on David Jean Baptiste at half court, and he rises up and knocks that shot down for Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Furman thinks they're going to the NCAA tournament. And all of a sudden, that shot goes in, and the emotions of, holy cow, like, I mean, to see that they get back to that level. I thought this was impressive, too. 
he had a press conference, Bob Ritchie did, earlier in the season when people were asking him, what's wrong? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong. And he alludes to this in this interview, hey, we, we lost some games. There's some expectations on our team. But there's nothing wrong with this team. We've got to go through some things. We've got to grow. We've got to get better. And mm-hmm. I just – it's impressive. It's impressive to see what they did. And credit to him and his staff for, for, for tonight and for going to the tournament. Mm. Let's do a bid tracker quickly. Here are the teams that have clinched tickets to the NCAA tournament. 32 automatic bids to be handed out. Kennesaw State, the Owls are dancing for the first time ever. They did that yesterday in the ASUN. UNC Asheville with an amazing comeback victory yesterday. The Bulldogs dancing for the first time since 2016. The legend of Drew Pember lives on. Drake winning Arch Madness. FDU out of the NEC. Tobin Anderson with one of the most amazing turnaround stories in college basketball this season. SEMO, Southeast Missouri State out of the OVC. They won that conference championship and had two more tickets to be handed out tonight. Furman out of the SOCON. Dancing for the first time in 43 years. Louisiana also dancing on the Sun Belt. A couple more tickets to give out tomorrow out of the Horizon League, the WCC, and the CAA, which currently has a thrilling finish between Charleston and Towson coming winner. That one gets UNCW. But without further ado, let's talk with the head coach of those Furman Paladins. You guys talked about exercising those demons from a year ago, getting beat at the buzzer by Chattanooga. Tonight, he and the Paladins are the ones cutting down the nets. Here's our conversation with a 39-year-old Bob Ritchie. For the first time since 1980, the Furman Paladins are going to the NCAA tournament. That's what this time of year is all about. What we just witnessed at the SoCon Championship tonight, the Paladins beating a good Chattanooga squad, 88-79. to We are joined by the six-year head coach of Furman, Bob Richie, Bob, you were in this game a year ago. To be in it tonight and cut down the nets, how fulfilling is it? You know, it's, it's really an unbelievable story, and um, it's a credit to our players and our whole program. And, you know, tonight it's not about an individual. It's about a program that stayed together through really one of the hardest things I've ever been through in sport. And, you know, we've all – everybody's seen the shot. I mean, good grief, it still plays – you know, to this day. And um, I don't think we'll ever forget it, but it's one of those things that as a team, yes, tomorrow at 11, we had a team meeting before we left Asheville. And we just made, we made a decision. We said, you know what? This is either going to be a stepping stone or a stumbling block. And it's going to be up to the people in this room. And the world's going to tell you it's going to be a stumbling block. The world's going to tell you, hey, Furman's cursed in 1980 and they can't win the big one and all this nonsense. But if we stay together in this room, and, and we have an opportunity to do something that nobody's going to necessarily believe we can do. The first part of that was sticking together, you know, and like, that's not, that's not the common thing in sport right now. You know, it's like, Hey, where's slaw going to go? Where's Mike going to go? And I hope, I hope people don't miss this story. I mean, 1980 is a long time. There's no doubt about it. I wasn't even born in 1980, but the coolest thing about this story is how, like, how, how the whole narrative is now like, Hey, you can't have program. You know, like you got to go find a team every year. Well, tonight, what our team showed the world was program still wins. And staying together, there still is reward through it. And you can go through some of the hardest things that you can possibly imagine in sport. And if you stick together, right, like 
you can persevere. And really, to be honest with you, it's like I told him this week, just from a sports standpoint, like we're calloused, you know, like the heart doesn't have to be demoralizing. It doesn't have to destroy you. Like you can use it to grow and it can stretch you. And um, and we have been like y'all saw the game, Stephen F. Austin, like we got a big lead. They came back. They took the lead. Like we kept believing Mike makes a shot. Right. If you watch the semifinal game last night, I mean, to be honest with you, like that game was basically almost done for Western Carolina. And we made some incredible plays to just keep believing it and stay in it. And, um, you know, I hope that's the story. I hope the story is, is not about a player or a person. I hope the story is about the program and, and really us going through what we went through and, and how we came through it and how we were able to be rewarded tonight from it. Bob, first of all, man, congratulations. Um, Thank you. I, you know, I, I would just encourage you to please don't tell my wife or any of my kids this. When I was in your position, it was the greatest night of my life. I'm just going to encourage you to enjoy it. Um, get yourself a Coors Light, toast yourself, and especially with what you guys went through this year, man, like having that target on your back, and you've talked about this before, like that's hard, man. That, yeah. That's hard. You're getting every team's best shot. When you knew it was Chattanooga, did you at all talk about last year's game with your team today, this morning, last night? Did you show them the clip? Because everyone, like you said, man, everyone saw it. I mean, it was the emotional roller coaster, even in that game last year, and such a shot by David Jean Baptiste. Like, did you did you guys show the clip this this morning at all, or last night, or was it? Hey, man, we got to do X, Y, and Z, and that's all we're focused on. Well, you know, I mean, Matt, you know the deal. Like in a lot of these things, and the longer you do it, the more you realize, like, hey, I got to pull pressure off these guys. Like, I got to yep. change the story. Like, I got to. I know what. The, I know what everybody's going to write about. I need to make sure we're managing internally. And what I did, I told him this morning, I said, look, we're not playing to redeem a year ago, right? We're playing for tomorrow. And, and a year ago's already been redeemed, right? This team, when you go through hard, you just want to see growth. Well, yesterday when we won the semifinal game, it was 26 wins. Well, that's never been done in the history of the school, right? Like this today was our 10th nationally televised broadcast of the season you know this Matt like at this level that's insane right like the the growth we we played in front of the most fans in a in a Furman home game in the history of the program they've been playing since 1919 we played in over 6,000 people came to the Watford game the 10 million dollar gift the renovation that's about to take place to Timmins they've raised 30 million like the momentum that we got from like being so close last year it's really wow like it was like you, you look at it, people can look at it as such a negative. I think it made the people around it feel like, hey, you know what? This has been a dream for so long, but like we're this close. And so this morning it was like, hey, look, and this is a this is of no disrespect whatsoever. I hope this is being taken the right way when I say this. I just told him, I said, look, the game last year is not the story. Playing against Chattanooga is not the story. There are only two guys on that team that played in this game. It's a different staff. It's a different team. It's a different system. Tonight is about Furman. And, and I wanted to make sure that our kids, under our players understood that. And I wanted them to go out there and believe that, hey, this is this is going to be a program win. And um, I didn't want, I didn't want, I knew there was going to be a lot of clutter. And um, I didn't want them also to go out there and feel like they had to win tonight because of last year. I wanted them to see the evidence that, hey, you've already grown. This is not the redemption. This is the reward. What are you throwing on the grill tonight? What Enjoy do we got? Enjoy it, Bob. Enjoy it, man. Soak it up. Soak it hey. up. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this. I'm not going home tonight. We're going to stay in Asheville. <laughs> and, um, 
<laughs> I might, I might, you know, I might not go home for a couple of days. Actually, <laughs> enjoy it. Nor should you. Bob Ritchie yeah. has elevated Furman the way that coffee rub elevates a steak. Bob, <laughs> congratulations. Best of luck on the big dance floor. Thank y'all so much. Appreciate y'all having me on, and uh, good to see you guys. Just a joy to be joined by the Furman head coach, Bob Ritchie. The Paladins, again, folks, have not been to the NCAA tournament since 1980. That changes when they hear their name called on Selection Sunday. We'll take a quick timeout. Coming up, we'll preview the Power Conference tournaments. These guys will pick their winners. This is the Field of 68 After Dark Sirius XM. One and a half. Uh, Rob, can you explain to the listeners and viewers what you meant of what are you throwing on the grill tonight? <laughs> he, uh, Bob's a, a big steak guy, and I'm a big steak guy. We had a long conversation about ways to prepare a steak when I was down there in, uh, when we were down there in um, Greenville. And he actually bought, like, he, he got us a gift uh, for after the game. His wife, Jessica, um, brought us all this, like, ground coffee rub. And the uh, I can't remember the name of the the spicy Cajun seasoning that because he's from New Orleans. So he brought us this like spicy Cajun seasoning. Well, um, I've already used all the seasoning. That's gone. Like I put it on scrambled eggs. I put it in. I got I got to get some of that coffee rub. It's good, Rob, man. It's good. Rob, you do realize he's in a hotel tonight, so he's not firing up anything on the grill. There's gotta I know. be. A, I was just. I wanted, local, to, see, I wanted to see where he would go. There's gotta be a local. I was like, yeah, we won. Bourbon's at home. Let's go party. Let's have some steaks. Awesome. All right. I realized, I realized as soon as he said it, I was like, that was a dumb question, Rob. What are you doing? <laughs> Quick chat question for you before we get back. Of the teams Fire. that have clinched so far, who do you think is the most dangerous of the five teams that have punched their ticket? Drizzy. Okay. Okay. I think it's Drake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you say they started from the bottom and now they're here, Fanta? <laughs> oh, oh boy, feel the 68 after dark on this Monday night, March the 6th, six nights from Selection Sunday. I'm John Fanta. He is Rob Dalster. Matt McCall is with us, too. We're with you on SiriusXM, College Channel 84. We're with you on Twitter. We're with you on YouTube. It's a wild night in college basketball right now as we're talking to you, Towson and Charleston. Charleston is 29-3 and on the season, America. They're tied up at 69 with Towson. If the Cougars lose, they will have won 29 games in 32, and they will not make the NCAA tournament. So they're trying to stay alive as they go down to the wire with the CAA frontrunner Towson. It's all part of a wild night of college basketball. But we're going to turn right now to power conferences. These guys are going to give their headlines, and they're going to help you make your pick. We're presented by Bet Rivers. You can pick your conference tournament champions there. Let's start with the conference that on the Dowster TO and Fanta podcast, Coach McCall I can guarantee you I did not even have to say a word when they were talking about what they believe was the most eventful, most exciting conference tournament this week. Rob and Terrence said, at the end of the day, it's the Big East. The Big East, man, we're going to start with the Big East, okay? We're going to start with the Big East. 
Marquette is the one seed. Xavier's the two. Creighton's the three. For the first time since 1998, Providence and UConn are going to meet in the Big East tournament. That comes your way Thursday at 2.30. Villanova's the six. In other words, when over half the league has a case to win the conference tournament, that's when you know things are going down. So, Rob, you're nodding. What do you see in the Big East tournament? Um, well, I see uh, a, a Madison Square Garden completely packed. I see uh, a Thursday afternoon within a four-block radius where uh, there are going to be no beers that are left undrank. Um, I see a UConn-Providence <laughs> game that may – uh, that may blow the roof off of uh, Madison Square Garden, off of the building itself. Um, it is, to me, it is the pinnacle of uh, uh, of championship week. And and there was a while where, um, after conference realignment, after Syracuse left, after Pitt left, after BC left, after all those teams left, that it wasn't quite the same. And I I, I always maintained that new rivalries were going to form, right? And, and and that's the great thing about having a a conference that where they play the double uh the double um mm-hmm. double round robin right everybody plays each other twice <laughs> everyone plays each other on their home court those rivalries have developed and UConn Providence has turned into one of the most intense kind of local rivalries that you're going to find I think it's great for the sport I think it's great for the Big East um, I think that you see it with UConn and Creighton as well I think that you're seeing it with Marquette and and some of these other programs like those things are going to grow. And it's moments like this and it's tournaments like this and it's events like this that allow it to happen. So I I don't think I could possibly be more fired up for uh for this event. McCall, how do you feel about the Big East tournament? Because it's this is what I grew up on. This is what I grew up on watching this, going to this, being in Madison Square Garden, cheering on my Huskies. Like this, this is what I live for, man. This is why I'm a college basketball guy. And this is why UConn is in the Big East. And like you said, the rivalry between Providence, two New England teams. It's great for college basketball. Um, I like UConn. I like UConn in the tournament. I, I just think Madison Square Garden, is, is it their fate? We were so high on them early on in the season. Um, it's The place is going to be electric. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm not picking against UConn. Like we, we talk about like who are you picking, who's the dark horse, and who has the most gain or lose. I would say who has the most to gain or lose is obviously Providence with where they sit in the NCAA tournament bracket and bubble and all that. I think they've got to win. If they, if they don't, you know, win their first round game, they could, man, they could be on the outside looking in. Like, is it bad to say that the dark horse is Marquette? And, and the <laughs> I, I don't I know say, if I'd call Marquette a dark horse, but I, I, I'll I tell you this much. I, like, I'm just saying, like, the, like you think of like Madison Square Garden and the Big East tournament. You don't think of Marquette. You think of UConn, right? Like, well, the so the, the best representative that, like fan the dark base horse is like is like probably a bad thing to say because they won the league. But I'm not picking against UConn. I can promise yeah. you that. Well, I I downloaded this new app app called the Vaulted app, and I've already I don't know if you can see that I've already locked in my pick for UConn as the uh, as the champion of the Big East tournament. I I, I like I do, it. I, I do think that there's two teams, Fanta, and, and I'll let you kind of riff on this after. There's two teams that I think you really need to keep an eye on here. One of them is Creighton, because I still believe that the best team, um, when they are playing at their best, like when they're playing at their peak, if you get good Arthur Kaluma, is going to be Creighton. And also Villanova. Villanova has four starters back from a team that made it to the Final Four. And oh, by the way, this guy named Cam Whitmore, who's pretty damn good himself. 
Yes. And that game is getting lost in the shuffle on Thursday's slate because it's at 9.30 at night. So if you open up your app, you're scrolling through the schedule. That Villanova-Creighton game is going to be high level. Villanova could have swept Creighton in the regular season. They were down by a bucket in the final minute out in Omaha on a Saturday night game that was on Fox, and it looked like Villanova was going to be going down the two. And on that night at Creighton, they showed that maybe they do belong in the conversation again. And they've been very good down the stretch. They've won six of their last eight games. They've won six of their last eight games coming in the conference tournament. Eric Dixon is a bad matchup for Ryan Kalkbrenner. But Greg McDermott has shown in the Big East tournament that he knows how to make adjustments. At the end of the day, his starting five, you put up there with just about any starting five in the country, and they've developed a little bit of depth. They got heartbroken by Marquette at home. They then lost to Villanova. Sometimes in conference tournaments, there are teams that kind of go forgotten that end up showing you why they were where they were come conference tournament time. I think there's three storylines to this tournament, okay? Number one, UConn is playing like a Final Four caliber team. But the Huskies have yet to have that pinnacle moment in the Dan Hurley era where they're standing on the stage or they're winning NCAA tournament games. This feels like the momentum is in place. It really does. Along those lines, number two is what Coach McCall brought up. And I would just say this. I don't ever remember going into a Big East tournament and talking about the one seed less than we're talking about the top mm-hmm. seed in this tournament. No question. And, and Shaka Smart has used this whole mentality that nobody thinks you can win all year long. No it question. would not surprise me if Marquette ends up being there on Saturday and the narrative is, well, they were the one seed. They should be there. They should be there. Marquette might be Marquette could be an underdog as a one seed in the conference tournament semifinals. They they will they be, are. They, they will are. be. They will be an they underdog. Are. UConn is the favorite to win it. The UConn is plus two hundred. Marquette is plus three hundred. If they play each other, they UConn is probably going to be a one and a half to two and a half point favorite on a neutral court as the as the number four seed. That's just that's that what it's going to end up being. You can yeah. call me a UConn homer. I know what the people are saying in the chat right now. That's just what it's going to be. That's I what don't it make is. the line. And I have I'm a number three. I have a number three take that I <laughs> that that I think is blazing hot. All right, um, knock it out so we can get to the Big Twelve because I got to talk about this. But I got I got some takes in the Big Twelve, Fanta. We'll I got some takes in the Big Twelve. Free bill, here, baby. Here, no, here go, 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 go. Make your make your point. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, I think that there's a player this week in New York who has a chance, a chance if he gets hot and his team gets hot to have a Kemba Walker-like Big East tournament. And that player is Sule Boom. That kid is an absolute bucket. Mm-hmm. He is nasty good. And if Xavier's standing there Saturday, it will be because of him. Creighton wins the Big East tournament, in my opinion. I think the Blue, the Blue Jays have been in four Big East tournament finals out of eight. In their fifth out of nine, Greg McDermott finally cuts down the nets, in my opinion. Coach McCall, five seconds of prediction. Team who wins, you like UConn? I like UConn. All right. I let's like Matt McCall. The- <laughs> hey, let's turn to the Big 12, fellas. All right, Rob, you've got takes on this. Kansas being the number one seed. It's interesting to see a battle of the purple Kansas State and TCU. I cannot wait for that game. Baylor, number two seed. What do you think of the Big 12? 
Um, there's two teams that I think are really, really interesting here. Obviously, the top of the league is loaded. Obviously, your part, are... Baylor in the four or five. Go ahead. Yeah, the, Texas in the two seed. Um, yeah, we knew Texas. we knew what you meant, Phantom. We knew what you meant. We got you. Um, Iowa State without Caleb Grill. Yep. Just went into Waco and beat up on Baylor. Beat them by 16. Um, they get the rematch on Thursday. It is the early game. It is a 11.30 a.m. local time tip. Iowa State's one of these teams. I talked about it on Saturday night. I talked about it on the DTF podcast today. They're one of those teams where all of the cliche things that basketball coaches talk about, like that's what they embody. Culture, connected, uh, connectivity, um, talk <laughs> like team bond, like all that stuff. And when you have one kind of bad apple in that bunch, that can kind of blow it up when you don't have the talent level to overcome that. So um, now that they are kind of back on that level, I'm very interested to see what they can do in this event. For some of those same reasons, I kind of like Texas Tech. And Fanta, you laughed me off. You gave me a you gave me a look in the DTF podcast today about it. That team has top twenty five talent right now. Um, they just announced Corey Williams as the interim head coach, while Mark Adams is suspended. And I'll be very, I would not be shocked to see them beat West Virginia, to see them knock off Kansas, free Bill Field of sixty eight dot shop, um, and find a way to get to the uh, the Big Twelve semifinals. And once you get to the Big Twelve Twelve semifinals, anything can happen. I've almost locked it in on the vaulted app. Not quite. I'm not oh. quite there yet. I've almost locked it in. I still don't understand why I don't have any Field of sixty eight gear. I've I've got nothing. I don't have a single well, t-shirt. Here, here's okay? the problem. Like, we don't I, like, we don't we don't sell them in size medium. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> I got I got nothing. Um, you stole my point with Iowa State. I like Iowa, Iowa State. I like sometimes you need to shake things up to go on a run. And dismissing Caleb Grill, no idea what happened, what was going on in the locker room. But when you're fighting for your culture and you do something like that, it only helps your team. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Holmes and Oshun, Oshuni uh, from St. Bonaventure. Those had are your guys, against, your 8 guys, play, man. I had to play against those guys enough. Uh, I like Iowa State. I think they're the dark horse. I, I think that Baylor game, after having just beat them at Baylor, if they can get past that first round game versus them, man, I, I think they can they can make a run to the finals. I'm not picking against Rock Chalk. I'm not doing that. Uh, and then when we talk about the most gained, uh, most to gain or most to lose is you got to put probably Oklahoma State and West Virginia in that category. Can we can we all join in unison and pull for Mike Boynton here? Can we get Mike Boynton to the tournament? Can we do that? I was screwed, man. Screwed, absolutely screwed, absolutely screwed. So uh, I'm with you on that one. I'd love to see Oklahoma State get there. West Virginia, they've lost some close games. They've looked like an NCAA tournament team. I think they have the most to lose. They're in now. They're in after beating um, Kansas State on Saturday. I but think, do you think do you think they have to win a game in the tournament to get in? No, I don't. Okay, I, I really don't. I think uh, Rob, I don't know where you stand. I think West Virginia is in the field. Yeah, they're they're uh, they got their dance shoes on. So here's the thing for me with this tournament. I think the key game in the in the entire thing. I think the must watch game is going to be Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson on one side for Kansas State, and Mike Miles. Emmanuel Miller, Damian Baugh, and Jamie Dixon's TCU Horned Frogs on the other. TCU is a team, I, I cannot figure it out. Cannot figure them out. They go to Texas Tech and they win. Then they beat Texas. And just when it looks like they've got it cooking, 
They lose by 14 to Oklahoma. Now that might have been a hey, it's time for the conference tournament. We're done with this stuff. We need to get into the conference tournament. The Horned Frogs could be a second weekend team. They're good enough to be in the second weekend. They're bad enough to lose their first game in the NCAA tournament offensively. Because they because if they don't get transition, they're not a great half-court offensive team. They struggle to shoot the ball. I just think Kansas State's disruptive ability defensively. Whoever turns the ball over less wins that game. So there's going to be a fascinating dynamic there. It's, it's going to be a sea of purple at the Big 12 tournament. I'm I'm really excited for this 3-6 game just because I think Kansas State plays so, so hard. But that's one thing that TCU does well, too. So I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a fascinating game in the Big 12 tournament. And I'm with Rob. Like Kansas-Kansas State in the championship game would be superb in this conference. <laughs> and what like what a like what a story too with where Kansas State was picked, the whole Keontae Johnson deal, not playing for two years and being back and how being about the that we could get... of the year. Like I mean that, that would be unbelievable to see those two teams in a final. That would be unbelievable. Coach, how about and then we got to get to a break. How about the fact, Coach McCall, that we could get Kansas Baylor in a semifinal? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The last Especially two national champions. Yeah, how about that? How about that? In a conference tournament semifinal. That's why, that's, that's why this week is awesome. It's, hey, welcome Rob, to the Big nothing, 12, nothing baby. Better. Welcome Rob, to the Big 12. Rob, um, we got to go to break in two minutes, so we got two minutes here. Rob, briefly, where do you stand on Baylor? Um, I'm not as in on them as I was two weeks ago. I love their guard play. Absolutely love their guard play. I think that Jonathan Chamwachachua coming back to school or coming back from the the knee injury helped them, um, but it did not help them as much as I thought it would on the defensive end of the floor. And some of that is because he doesn't quite have the same explosiveness. And some of that, frankly, is because, you know, when you have Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, and Keontae George out there, it's just you're never going to be great at keeping people in front of you. Like the, the simple fact is none of those guys are Davion Mitchell. And that's not a knock on them because Davion Mitchell was an absolute freak. But you can kind of change who you are defensively when you have a dude that's that good. And they don't have that guy on the perimeter defensively. And I think they're good enough when those three guards get hot and all of them are hitting shots, which is going to happen probably two out of every six games, right? They're going to be able to beat anybody in the country. Quite literally anybody. I would not be shocked to see them beat anybody and beat them by 15 when those guys get hot. Problem is, you also got to play defense. And if those shots aren't going down, you got to find a way to score 85 to win. And if their guards have one of those nights where they're not hitting shots, it could be a rough night. We're in a break zone. Rob, who wins the Big 12 tournament? Rebuild. Kansas wins it. Rob Dowser just picked Kansas. Matt McCall, you've got Kansas too. I'm taking Rodney Terry in Texas in an emotional wow. ride. Long I like it, Fanta. I like it. Win it. I like it. The X factor of the whole thing, Sir Jabari Rice. You call him Sir. You definitely do. We got a break. This is the Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM. All right. We're good for 130. Hey, want to tell you about something special that we've got coming up, folks, because it's almost time to reveal that NCAA tournament bracket and folks this season we are partnering with run your pool who will be hosting the official field of 68 bracket contest rob doster has actually worked 
with Run Your Pool before, which is why he was so excited to land this sponsor. Greg Waddell even told me that Rob has called him 25 times about Run Your Pool. They have more than 50 game types for every single sport you can think of, from a traditional bracket pool to survivor games, head-to-head games, pick X games, and my favorite, squares. The scoring is customizable. You can tailor your bracket rules to your pool. It is awesome, folks. Awesome. But here's the best part. Here's the fun part. Run Your Pool is giving away 1500 bucks in cash prizes for free. Just sign up at the link in the description. Play.runyourpool.com slash field68. Not field of 68. Play.runyourpool.com slash field68. That's F-I-E-L-D. Six eight, fill out a bracket and be eligible to win. Hope to see you guys on March twelfth. If you don't know what that date is, then you shouldn't have been watching our show from the start. <laughs> we'll take you though if you're just happening now. That's I'm exciting. so we'll excited. You. I'm so excited to fill my fill my bracket out. It's legal we, for we, me. It's we legal. gladly will. Sister Jean picked Kentucky to win the NCAA tournament, so you can beat her too. Okay. So uh, we're in a. How much longer do we have, Colin, until we come back? <laughs> we are back on the field of 68 after dark, Sirius XM, channel 84, on Twitter, on YouTube. I'm John Fanta. He's Rob Doster. Coach McCall is with us here on After Dark. All right, guys, we've hit on a couple of conference tournaments couple of updates here as we're reacting live uh before we get back to our previews caa championship game is booked for tomorrow 30 and 3 charleston coach mccall against takeo siddle and uncw at one point this season they met as the teams with the two longest winning streaks in college basketball now they're going to meet for the caa tournament title and charleston's obviously that team they're 30 and 3 uh but their strength of schedule was 340. So really interesting conference tournament championship game there, huh? Unbelievable. And like you think about like a, a team that has 30 wins. 30 are not are not guaranteed to be in the field. They have to win tomorrow. That, that that's exciting. I mean, that, what a game that's going to be to watch. What a job by Wilmington even just to get there. You know, Hofstra had a great year. Speedy Claxton, unbelievable job taking over a difficult situation. Joe Mahalik, man. What a legend, one of the best in college basketball in Coach Mahalik and how he did things and building Hofstra and, you know, Speedy takes over and gets his first opportunity as a head coach in a difficult situation when Coach Mahalik's health deteriorated a little bit there. So unbelievable year for them. But that final, that tomorrow, it's going to be electric. Uh, I thought at some point tonight we were going to mention – Pat Scary's coat um, that he was wearing. I, was that gold? <laughs> was it yellow? I don't, I don't know what yes. was going on there, but there was a lot. Of, I think that's what uh, Coach Kelsey was getting so fired up about when they were kind of going at each other. I think he was pointing at his jacket and saying, who's your tailor? I need to get I need to get that coat in my closet. So uh, great year for them, too, in Townsend. But that game is going to be fun to watch tomorrow. I'm yeah, willing to be. bet he wasn't saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, St. Mary's advances to the WCC final. The Gales winning tonight, 76-69 over BYU. They'll meet the winner of San Francisco-Gonzaga, which will be coming up from the West Coast Conference Tournament. In that final tomorrow night, we could get Gonzaga-St. Mary's, fellas. 
Man, would that be a lot of fun. Hey, let's keep our conference tournament previews coming. Big Ten tournament. Here's the deal. Um, you've got Indiana, Northwestern, Michigan State, and then the top seed of Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue and Michigan State are at the top of the bracket. You've got Northwestern and Indiana at the bottom of the bracket in terms of the double buys. Where do you stand on this conference tournament? Who's going to win this conference tournament? Rob Dalster. I call it the Big Meh Conference because literally anything could happen in this league, and I would not be surprised. It's the only conference in the country where I'm like, yeah, you know, the number one seed, I, I don't know. I, yeah, they might be okay. You know, they might be all right. But, they, uh, you know, it's Michigan, you know, they, they lost to Rutgers. It's just there's nothing in here that really stands out. There's just a bunch of teams that I feel like probably should be kind of in that, like, five, six, seven, eight seed line. Um, except Purdue, that's probably a little bit harsh on Purdue. Purdue is really good. But everybody else is just kind of, like, there and just kind of, like, playing and just kind of, like, winning sometimes at home and then getting smacked sometimes on the road. And it just, I, I don't know. I I honestly, it's, this this is the league, Fancy, you said this today. This is the league where a 10 seed could go out and win it. And I would be like, yeah, you know, that's not surprising. Penn State's got yes. Jalen Pickett, right? Am I crazy? Like, this just, whatever. I, I love the, I love the, man, I, lo- I love that. That's, that's awesome. That's a great way to summarize the league, anybody could win. I mean, P- Purdue's the clear-cut favorite, and they've been head and shoulders above everybody, but they've lost some games. And then you just look at everyone else, and, you know, everyone says Rutgers is on the bubble, yet we don't consider really Michigan on the bubble, and Michigan beat Rutgers. So it's, you know, I, I don't I, – the whole you, – you never know. And then, like you said, Penn State, Jalen Pickett, the numbers he was – you always worry about these players that transfer up, right? He was putting up big numbers at Siena, and he transfers up. And you see these guys, does it really, really work? He's a guy that it's worked. He transferred up, and he's doing an unbelievable job. And the job that Shrewsbury's done at Penn State is – it's really remarkable. So uh, they beat Illinois on Valentine's Day. They scored 93 points in that game. Uh, that game versus Illinois is huge for them, but – I think Purdue's the favorite, but outside of that, I'm with Rob. Man, I'm like Michigan State. I, I mean, Indiana, Trace Jackson Davis. Like, who's who's going to be there right there for the title? I, I think it's hard to pick. You know who I think has the most on the line here? Um, I, I do think that it's the team that you just mentioned, Penn State. I think that they have to. They have they, to beat they, Illinois. Yeah, if they don't beat Illinois, I don't think that they're dancing, right? And, and you know, Rutgers and Michigan, they, they kind of find fall into that conversation as well. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think Penn State is the team that has the most on the line. Can mostly, I ask this? Mostly because uh, I'm sorry, the real, the, just on Penn State, like mm-hmm. they're a team that has a chance to win a game or two because of the way they can shoot the ball. They got an All American. Yeah, you know, and and Lundy's been terrific too. Yep. Here's the thing: the two thoughts I have on the Big Ten tournament. Number one, I think Indiana's got a great draw. Great draw. They've never won the Big Ten tournament since it started in 1998. They're going to play, in all likelihood, Maryland in the quarterfinals. Maryland's tough. They got Jameer Young, but Maryland doesn't shoot the basketball great, which is a good matchup for Indiana on a neutral floor, and Maryland hasn't proven that they can win away from College Park. Then then Mm -hmm. you're going to play Northwestern, Illinois, or Penn State. I just like Indiana that deep in the tournament. To me, they should be in the final. They should be in the final. Now, who do they meet? Guys, I don't think – I think Michigan State got a decent draw here. 
They're, they're good too, man. They got two really good guards that know what they're doing. Um, they make shots. They're the, they're the number three team when it comes to three point shooting in, in college basketball, three point shooting percentage. The only worry I have, I want both of you guys to react to this. Only worry I have, they don't really have a five man, and they're gonna get a seven foot four monster in the second round or in the uh, in the semifinals if they make it that far. Like that's. That is that's a tough matchup for anybody, let alone a team that's going to play like Malik Hall at the five. But they have Tom Izzo. So he'll figure it out. They have they Tom so are, they, are they going to put him on Malik Hall's shoulder? So that I, I'm just saying, they have Tom Izzo. He'll figure something out. He's going to watch. Nobody's going to watch more film than Tom Izzo. He's going to be in there. He's going to be dialing up his side out-of-bounds plays, his underneath out-of-bounds plays, all these different sets how to get Tyson Walker the ball in different situations to be successful. And we're going to double Zach Eady. Maybe how we good pressure is more. Made, man, Tyson Walker. That's another guy. You talk about transferring up. It's worked. And he's gone through some stuff. And he's grown. And he's developed. He was so good at Northeastern. He was outstanding. And you see some of these guys that transfer up and it doesn't work out. And the last two guys that we mentioned, him and Pickett, it's worked. And they've grown. And they've even gotten better. Once they did transfer up, so man, he's been he's been unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, so who wins the Big Ten tournament, Rob? Sparty, go green. Ooh, McCall. Ooh, Purdue. Purdue. Indiana. Hey, McCall's picked all one seeds. Can we call him out on Purdue. this? McCall's Purdue. picked all one seeds. <laughs> you know what? It, UConn's it, not a one seed. No, they're not. They're a four the, seed. They're the best team in the. They're the best team in the conference. McCall. Okay. Well, they should have been the one seed. seed. If they were, I can't, rated, I can't they were doing wait. They should have done and rated the the Big East tournament on net or Ken Palm. They'd be the number one seed. All right. I can't wait to get to the ACC. Okay, and and Fanta. Just so you know, we're not going to leave this show without talking about my man Bob Marlin at Louisiana Lafayette. We're not going to leave the show. We're going to get to that. We're okay. we're going to get to that. And we've got the afters too, but we got about 15 minutes left. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to give you rapid fire. By the way, I've got Indiana winning the Big Ten tournament. Let's get a break in now if we can, and then we'll come back and we'll do these three conferences, ACC, SEC, Pac-12, your Reader's Digest, who we got winning it. We're going to take you rapid fire with your conference tournament predictions. This is the Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM Channel 84. Thirty. Trevor, your your channel eighty four gets me so fired up every single time. It's like I'm listening to WFAM back in the day when they would have the uh, the 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 guy that would come in with like the, the here's your sports minute on WFAM six six. You know, I was thinking about this. We don't we don't often do after dark together just by virtue of hosting and stuff. So it's good to be with you tonight. Mm-hmm. And you're in for who was out on vacation tonight? He's not on. He's not on vacation. He had the. He had the sniffles. Sniffles. Goodman had the sniffles. I feel like he's always sick. He coughed twice today. So he's like, I can't do it. I don't feel good. Just get some rest, Jeff. I I had to blow my nose this afternoon. At three o'clock, I sneezed. I'm too sick to do it. Rob, he doesn't even have kids at home. Like, no, he, like doesn't. He, doesn't, he doesn't have kids he, at home. Like, get all these germs. That's not. That's not what his wife says. That's home. not. That's not what his, his wife says. That she has one child at home right now, and his name is Jeff. <laughs> as long as long as he's coughing and sneezing and using a tissue and not spitting on, and not spitting on his wife, oh. he'll be fine. Oh. Trevor, qu- any questions, oh, Trevor? Boy. Wow. Um, 
No, I just have a bone to pick with Fanta, who who said Illinois last night, and I was loving it, and now he's he's flipped to our yeah. arch rivals then, tonight. Hey, hey, Trevor, much like Brad Underwood, I slept on it, and now I hate that team. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fanta's firing tonight. All right, we're coming back in 10, guys. Perfect. <laughs> I can't even say anything to that. <sighs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM College, Channel 84. John Fanta, Rob Doster, Matt McCall with you. Let's talk about the ACC tournament. You got Miami as the one. Potential matchup with Duke in the semis could happen. Here you got Virginia. You got Clemson. There's those top four seeds as well in the mix. All right, Coach McCall, what do you see in the ACC? First of all, me and Rob talked about this earlier. Pittsburgh was one win away from winning the league. And they are not considered a quad one win. Like, like think about that. Like, that's that's where the ACC is this year. You know, I'm, I'm up here. I'm doing the A-10 tournament. DCU, they have one quad one win. They beat Pittsburgh on a neutral four, and it's not a quad one win. Like, like, think about it. that's That's mind-boggling to show where the league is this year, that they were one win away from winning the league, and they're not considered a quad one win. So I don't understand that. I'm not picking against Virginia. Uh, no disrespect to Jim Laranega, Isaiah Wong, and Miami. Tony Bennett, the veteran. Clark, the veteran guard. Virginia, that's my pick. And my dark horse is Wake Forest. You want to know why? Jesse Edwards just had 20-20 and 20 versus Syracuse. Applebee's have been outstanding. He's a first-team all-league player. He had 20 in that game against Syracuse. So my dark horse is Wake Forest, but I'm picking Virginia. The Brotherhood, McCall. The Brotherhood. How are you going to go against Duke? There's been no hotter team. There, there aren't five hotter teams in the country right now than Duke, let alone in the ACC. They've won. Uh, if if they had gotten the correct call at Virginia, and if yeah. there had been a flagrant call when Kyle Filipowski was punched in the throat and assaulted, that was a third-degree felony when he got punched in the throat. If those two calls get made correctly, they win 12 of their last 13 games, and they are outright 
ACC regular season champions. And I'll tell you what, you beat Duke on a, a neutral floor, that is a quad one win because they are the best team in the ACC. Jeremy Roach has put it together. Tyrese Proctor is playing the best basketball we've seen him play. Derek Lively is an anchor at the five. Kyle Filipowski has been an All-American. He should be ACC player of the year. I don't know if he's going to win it. And I know what I can see the chat right now. Oh, you're just a Duke homer. Everybody loves the Blue Devils. Everybody <laughs> wants them to win. The media loves them. The media don't. No, they're the best team in the league. Who's playing better than them? Tony Bennett. You're picking against Tony Bennett, the veteran, the coach in the league, the veteran, not picking against that guy. Derek Whitehead hasn't even started playing his best basketball yet. They're dangerous. Duke's dangerous. You know what I want? You know what I want, guys? I want to see Duke Carolina in the finals with North Carolina. Oh, we got to stop talking about Carolina. We got to stop. North, we with stop. Carolina playing for with nah, a bit on the yeah. line. I will say this, though. I will say this. Bantha, right? Like, we got to stop. The third the third team in the triangle, NC State. Watch out for them. I love Miami. I'm going to have Miami in the Elite Eight probably. But NC State, watch out for I'm them. Going bold. I'm going bold in the ACC tournament. Oh, boy. I don't even think Carolina gets to Virginia. I think Earl Grant and Boston College Ooh. are going to take them down. Wow. And I wouldn't be surprised if Earl Grant and Boston College made it to the semifinals. Wow. I could see see total anarchy. BC wins a couple of games. They are talented. They have played better uh, in the last month of the season. Something crazy. Something crazy. You know who they beat by 15 just two weeks ago? Yeah, Virginia. Virginia. You're Tony Bennett. You're fighting Wahoos. Okay. Okay. The Hoos. No love for for Steve Forbes and Wake Forest. Love Forbes. Love him, but Love just don't him. think it. I, I just don't see it. I, I do think that Jarkel Joyner and Traquavion Smith, even though they don't match up great with Clemson, like if those guys can score and get past Clemson, NC State could be sitting there in the final. But I'm still picking Laranega and hey, Miami. I'm look, going with the don't one. Don't listen season. to don't listen to To because To thinks that the Warriors don't match up well with Clemson. Okay, like you gotta <laughs> don't listen to To on that one. Look, I think Hunter Hunter Tyson and Brevin Galloway and PJ Hall are all good players. Clemson's got to guys. Clemson's got work to do here. They got to win that game mm-hmm. over NC State. Needless to say, I still like Miami. I like Wong. I like Norcat O'Meara. I like Jordan Miller. I like Nigel Pack. Larinaga wins the ACC tournament. I am going with the one seed for this one. Let's transition here and keep this rolling. SEC tournament. Anybody think that somebody other than Alabama wins this thing? Go. BBN. Mm-hmm. BB and they're going to have the best crowd. It's in Nashville. It's close to Lexington. Do not count out BB and those tournaments. They travel. It will be a like when Kentucky is playing in a conference tournament. What happens is is the Kentucky fans all go, and whoever loses in the first round, the Kentucky fans buy their tickets. Whoever loses in the second round, the Kentucky fans buy their tickets. And when you're playing in the finals of the SEC tournament. The entire arena is blue and white outside of your little section, maybe orange and blue or, or garnet, whatever it may be. But the whole arena is blue and white. BBN is my pick. I don't think Alabama has played great since everything has come out. I think there's, a, there's just so many distractions. It's amazing that they've been able to sustain any level of success with everything that's going on. I think Kentucky's gotten better. Um, I think they've got to be healthy for one, but I'm not. I'm not counting it, uh, out them. And man, I'm uh, Texas A&M. Here's the thing, too, when you look at like scheduling and some of these other SEC teams that didn't schedule great in the non-conference. Texas A&M 
scheduled to get hardened, to get better, to improve. And once they got in league play, they're ready to play. I like Texas A&M too, but I'm I'm not picking I'm, against I'm kind of in on Texas tournament. A&M with you. I think whoever wins that semifinal between Texas A&M and Kentucky ends up winning this thing. That, that's I mean, that's, what, is Wade Taylor the best the best guard in the SEC? He's yeah. the best he's the best guard in college basketball no one's talking about. Like that dude is an absolute no question. Stud. He averaged 16 of 4 in the SEC, played his best basketball down the stretch. And he season. makes winning plays and he yes. defends and he's got size and he finishes at the basket. He's so good. So good. Yep. Yeah. I, I like Texas AM. Um, I do think Kentucky is a real threat though. I, again, yeah. look, I don't want to be called a homer for the blue bloods, but I just think that with the way they've been playing of late, Case and Wallace has kind of figured it out. And then they went out without a point guard. We're forced to find something, find a way to go get something done. Tony Reeves has 37 points. Yes. Oscar Sheway does nothing in the second half. And they go on the road and they beat Arkansas in Bud Walton Arena. And when that building was absolutely rocking against rocking. a very good defensive team like that. That win was so impressive to me. Like, I, I can't emphasize enough how impressive that win was to me and how good Antonio Reeves was on Saturday. Like, if you haven't watched that game, go, go like go fire it up. Go watch it. Go find the – watch the ESPN replay. Go watch the highlights on YouTube. And, Fanta, if they make the finals, look at the Bridgestone Arena. It will be all blue, white. I don't care who they're Let me playing tell you something. Lexington South, wait. baby. Hey, Lexington hey, hold South. on. One of the things that's not getting talked about that we haven't discussed yet is that Friday night at 9 o'clock could be one of the wildest scenes of the entire week if it's Vandy and Kentucky from Nashville. Oh, boy. Look out, because Stack is coming, and they're playing well. I mean, nobody could have seen Vanderbilt reeling off eight out of nine wins after they lost 101-44 to to Alabama. But I'll tell you what, Tyron Lawrence has been great. I mean, he's averaging 17 points per game in his last four. They lose Liam Robbins. Jordan Wright's big time. I like AM to win the SEC tournament, uh, but because of Taylor, and it's not just the Taylor show. Um, you know, it, it's not. They Mar- Marvel's been outstanding too. Exactly. Exactly. He's Unbelievable. been out- He's been outstanding. And they've got a nice core of players. They really do. I mean, Henry Coleman the third's good. Tyrese Radford can play. Radford's the perfect Robin. I like that. All right, we got one conference left here. We got three minutes to go. Pac-12, fellas. Pac-12, couple teams fighting for their lives. Are you willing to, to think maybe somebody other than UCLA and Arizona is going to the championship game? I just don't the, the, the whole Jalen Clark injury. We still don't know what happened. It didn't look good. You know, you can search it on Twitter. We don't know what the injury is, but if he's out, I think it changes their team. Kind of that glue guy that everyone's been talking about since since he got hurt. I think they're outstanding, but they go from a team that has a legit chance to win a national championship. And maybe they still can, but I think he's such a big piece. Um, I like Arizona in the tournament with no Jalen Clark. You know, I think their style of play, their front court, their offense, how they're unselfish. The ball gets thrown up the floor. They don't. The ball doesn't stick. They play in transition. Um, I like Arizona in 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 the conference tournament with no Jalen Clark. I still think that UCLA can win the conference tournament without Jalen, just because, um, because I don't think anyone else in the Pac-12 is really all that good. Like Arizona's got flaws, even without Jalen Clark, they still got beat by double figures on uh, on Saturday night. 
Um, but I think that it the, the bigger thing is it just kills you in the NCAA tournament because you're going to go up against yeah. a team at some point that has an elite score on the perimeter, like maybe an Alabama, maybe a UConn, maybe a team like that, and you just you don't have your guy anymore, right? Yep. And and so that just it it kind of I don't want to say it like kills their chances of doing anything. I just can't see them reeling off six straight, maybe four straight, maybe if they get a good draw, but it just it really lowers their ceiling. Tough. The team that's going to be dangerous here, I think, is Oregon. Oregon's got talent. They got Dana Altman. We've seen stranger things than the Ducks finding a way to get something done in March when no one expects them. Remember when they were a 12 seed? Peyton Pritchard was a point guard, right? They won the Pac-12 tournament as an automatic bid. That's the only reason they got in, and they almost beat Virginia the year that Virginia won the national title in the Sweet 16. What does Arizona State have to do to get in? Uh, Beat Uh, USC. Beat USC, which could be tough because Boogie Ellis is playing at a very high level right now. That kid is on another level. I could see USC making the final. I'm with you guys. I mean – Keyshawn uh, Bartholomew has played well for Oregon here in recent weeks. They do defend. They're a top 30 defensive team. They just haven't scored the ball well enough. We'll see if Dane Alman can capture some magic. Hey, we're back with you tomorrow night, 11 Eastern time, WCC final, CAA final, Horizon League final. More tickets to be punched. Thanks for listening to the Field of 68 After Dark. For Coach McCall and Rob Doster, I'm John Fanta. Okay, we are clear. All right. Have a good All one, guys. Right, Sorry about that. Sorry about any miscommunication no before. It's no the afters. It's the afters. And we're going to get to Bob Marlin. Hey, hey, look. Do you it. Know what? Do it. Hey, here. Hey, we're calling it right now. Clear out. Everybody clear out. Fanta, clear out. We're going 1-4 low. We're going ISO. Give the ball. Give the rocks to McCall. Clear out. McCall. Come on, man. He's been there 13 years. Bob Marlin is a ball coach. 13 years at Louisiana Lafayette. This is his second NCAA tournament appearance. This is his fourth in his career. He took Sam Houston State twice in 12 years at Sam Houston State. Think about that. 12 years at Sam Houston State, 13 years wow. at Louisiana Lafayette. Just so impressive. Happy for him. He's a ball coach. He, he's not one of these guys that's a self-promoter that always is pumping himself up for jobs. That guy can really, really coach. Credit to him. Credit for his team. Congratulations to him. It's what this time of year is all about. I mean, I just – I love it. And for a guy that's been there that long, you know, it's – years at Louisiana Lafayette, listen – the Raging Cajuns, man. When I was in the Sun Belt as an assistant coach at FAU, that's not an easy place to win. And he's no. taking that team now to two NCAA tournaments. It's it's so impressive. It's their first tournament appearance since 2014. That's just it, guys. Like, we're seeing Kennesaw State, Louisiana, um, Furman. We got some teams. It's not like these teams are dancing every year. We got some really special emotions come Selection Sunday. And it makes you think. You know, for both of you here, briefly, you like what else it is? It's it's some fun stories, right? Like the story of Tobin Anderson taking uh, Fairleigh Dickinson from four wins last year. He moves up from Division Two, takes like half his roster from Division Two, takes him to FDU, ends up finishing second in the conference, and he's going to get the automatic bid, whether or not they win the NEC tournament because Merrimack's not playing, which is a dumb rule, but whatever, it's the rule. He's dancing. Kennesaw State, Amir Abdul-Rahim takes that job over first year. One and twenty-eight, zero and sixteen in league play. Four years later, can you imagine one and twenty-eight? One and twenty-eight. One and twenty-eight. One 
It's that is hard. That is Talk hard to do. Sticking with four years later, he's oh dancing. Four years later, he's dancing. You look at Furman, Bob Ritchie, everything that they've been through uh, in terms of the the buzzer beater last year, in terms of the 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 everything that hangs over that program because it's not a basketball school. It's been a basketball school since Nico got there, since Nico Bedved got there and built it up, but it wasn't a basketball school before that. Um, it's just the, the stories of the guys. And you know what I love more than anything else, John? It's when Matt comes on here and he's all fired up for Bob Marlin, right? He's all yeah. fired up for the guys that he knows are good coaches and good guys that have earned this, right? We're fired up for Bob Ritchie because we know he's a good guy. We know he's earned it, right? I was so fired up when Tobin won that game. And he and he, I played against Tobin when he was at Clarkson, when he was at Hamilton in Division Three, right? To see him go from that level to this level now, like it's just, it's so awesome to see guys like that succeed. And I, I that's that's the best. It, it sucks when they lose, but like losing's a, everyone's going to lose except for one person in every tournament, right? So you can't feel that bad about guys that lose. But like seeing these guys that thrive, it just it makes me so happy. I love that. Well, and, and Coach McCall, the thought that I have on it is is this. It's not like Coach Marlin just figured out how to coach this year. But here's what happens in our world. These smaller schools and these coaches at low and mid-majors, it's so difficult to bottle everything up into a couple of days in March when you're going against other teams who are trying to do the exact same thing. So there's a concept of validation. Coach Marlin's now going to get national TV exposure at the NCAA tournament. He didn't just suddenly learn how to coach, but that is the world we live in. And I do think athletic departments, administrators, search firms, all of the above, like making the NCAA tournament is life changing. I'm not saying that that's always right because I do think there's some really good coaches who sometimes by the bounce of the ball or the luck of the draw end up losing a game like Bob Ritchie last year. He totally relates with how close his team was. Now that feeling's even more rewarding for them going to the dance. How would you reflect on that point? Coach. Is he frozen? Coach? We got a frozen map. I wonder, I bet his laptop died. Probably. I bet, I bet his laptop died. Uh, we'll see how long it bounces him out Isn't of here. Isn't that true, though, Rob? Like, like Rob, nowadays, it's different because, like... <laughs> but, you, oh, you, I thought, I, I swear I thought for a second, like, he's just sitting there deep in thought. I like, thought he was, too. I mean, really, Man, I really got to think about this answer. <laughs> I, I thought he was, too. I really I really thought, hey, this is maybe the point of the show. But, you know, we... What, we a, talk what a question I just asked. It, it, I know. It call, stop there and just pause and I know. stare at the camera. <laughs> we... We talk, and it was refreshing because, like, T.O. and you, T.O.'s like seven thoughts down the road when one of these questions gets brought up. You're, you know, you're you're ready with whatever. My point is, Rob, like, nowadays, because one of the inevitables here, folks, is over the next couple of weeks, while some teams are making the NCAA tournament, others are going to fire their head coaches mm-hmm. because because they didn't have this moment. Like, the margin between getting that next job and not and the moment that is getting to the NCAA tournament has never been more pivotal, fulfilling, all that, because search firms and ADs, they don't want to sit around and lose. They can't lose any more money. They need to make the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's, 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 it's hard watching guys that you like um, be in that situation, right? But it, it's, it's also 
and it's always uncomfortable when we have to talk about things like the hot seat and be like, this guy's in trouble. This guy's got to do this. This guy's got to do that. It, it just, I, I don't, that's the part of the job I like the least, right? Is, is that part of it? And then when, you know, it's it just, it, it's frustrating. And now that we got Matt McCall back in here. So um, I don't know what happened. So how long, I, you know, I got to, so how I gotta, much am I, how much I am I reflection? This, how long were you sitting there talking when, when nobody was responding to you? Did you answer a question? Uh, we just sitting there talking. Yeah, it was it was a little bit. It was a little bit. I don't know this, this hotel internet. I guess I get locked out. I'm out of my house here. I'm in, I'm in a hotel, but um, yeah. Did I, you I mean, hear what I, I was saying about coaches and I did, the, yeah, the validation I, point. No question about it. And I, even like a guy like Marlon, just in terms of you know sticking at a place and continuing to build it, and not worried about making the jump to another school and taking the big paycheck and not having to validate himself through social media and self-promoting. I just think it's so impressive. And I, I just have great respect for, for that and for him and uh, just his entire program, you know, and even a guy like Bob Ritchie and Bob Ritchie has been at Furman now for a while. And I'm sure he's had opportunities and just to even hear him talk today about Furman, right? Like, I don't feel like he's just getting ready to just leave there because some power five is going to throw a bunch of money at him. Like, hey, it made you want to commit, right? You right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, hey, like, hey I look, just, Bob, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm committed. I'm like, here. Sign me you know, up. And, and you talk to Dusty May about FAU and these guys that are having great years, and the grass is not always greener, right? Like, you're doing a great job at the job you have. And that, that's actually, I want to ask you about Your family's this. happy. Like, like I, I just think that that's. That's a, you know, there's something to be said about that. I, I want to ask you about that because you, you, you made the leap, right? You went from being a SoCon coach to being an Atlantic 10 coach. And um, a lot of times that decision is made, like, let's just be honest. It's a job, right? Sometimes the paycheck is going to look a lot better when you're at the bigger leagues. But how much, how much decision making goes into that when it comes to, all right, I could go get this check, but also – how long is it going to last? Am I going to be able to be there? Like, do I want to make sure it's like a top job in the country? Like, what is the thought process that goes into it when you are a coach making that decision? Because it's not just as simple as, you know, I, I'm going to go try to um, to double my salary kind of You know what I mean? There's, there's always going to be like a, like a thought process that goes into it. Because, Rob, it happens so fast, right? I mean, uh, and, and the situation that I, I took over, it happened even faster um, just because of I was – I was the second guy that they actually hired and offered a contract to, so it had to go faster. Um, <laughs> um, so it was there was no pay. It was like they called, "Are you interested?" They flew you up the next day. They offer you the job that day, and it's like, man, like my wife's from the Northeast. She wants to be closer to her family. You know, I'm talking to Coach Donovan. The history of UMass. This it just there's no pace to like take a step back and say, okay, is this the right decision? There's a contract in front of you. It's like, here you go. They're, they're, like, they're, it just – it's so fast. So I, I would just encourage these guys that are getting opportunities, that are at lower levels, that the higher levels may come after them, is it's okay to take a step back and take a breath and make sure, hey, this is the right job for you. This is the right situation for you. This is the right situation for your family. How's your happiness? How's your team coming back the next year? Where mm -hmm. will the program be? I, I think all those things need to go into consideration and just just take your time. Like, don't be in such a rush. Yep. Trevor, what do we have? 
Great and great stuff, Coach McCall. Yeah. Appreciate the the candidness there. Sorry, I got knocked off. I don't know what happened. The funny part yeah, was we thought you were all just sort of like studiously watching for at least 50 seconds before we were uh, I thought you guys were like, hey, he's going to bed. It's too late for him. We, he just signed off. No, you. so it froze and you were sitting like this. And it took us a while to be like, is he really contemplating the way he wants to answer this question? Or <laughs> is he frozen? And then we were kind of like, he's still not moving. He's still not. Oh, no, he's frozen. He's the hotel, ho hotel internet. Hotel internet. All right, we got a few from the chat here. I would encourage the chat to ask some more if they've got some and hit the like button, of course. Uh, they said, who does McCall like to win the A-10 tourney? Ooh, yeah. We talked about this today. Ooh, we Give did. me your sleeper because your sleeper – I love your sleeper pick. My love sleeper pick is George Mason. Isaiah Ticket Gaines is back. Um, he is a difference maker for them. They've won six in a row coming into the tournament. Um, it's interesting, too – had they not won that game versus Richmond the other day on the last second, uh, uh, Richmond turned it over, uh, and then uh, Mason ended up make, making a layup to win the game, they would be on the bottom half of the bracket. I think the bottom half of the bracket is a little bit more favorable, to say the least. The top half right now has VCU and St. Louis, um, and now George Mason's in the top half. I, I like Dayton's path to the finals. Uh, the best out of anyone. I, it's hard for me to pick against Dayton, uh, but George Mason is my sleeper pick. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear all of McCall's takes on the A-10, this is a shameless plug. Uh, we recorded a 35-minute long podcast previewing the A-10 for the A-10 Insider Podcast. You can find that on the Field of 68 YouTube channel or the A-10 Insider Podcast feed anywhere. You get podcasts for absolutely free. Mm. How about that for a promo, McCall? Pretty good, huh? I like it. I like it. Very nicely done. Um, we're, what else do we have, Trevor? Uh, let's see. we got a random one here. Who is going to go further in their respective tournament, Mizzou in the SEC or NC State in the ACC? NC State, easier tournament, in, in my opinion. So um, NC State gets um, – Yeah, Mizzou. Yeah, NC State gets Clemson potentially here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I – they would play Georgia Tech or um, Virginia Tech or Notre Dame for NC State. Mizzou will get Tennessee or the winner of Ole Miss, South Carolina. Uh, I think uh, they, they, neither of them go far. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, well, you know what? Here's the thing: that that NC State against Clemson or Missouri. You're really picking NC State, Clemson, or Missouri against Tennessee. Here's the thing with Tennessee: we don't know what the hell they're going to be. No. Are they no. done? Are, is, that, is Tennessee done? Wow, they're done. Done. So they're gonna they're gonna lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take that back because they're so big and physical and athletic. They can eat up one of these small mid major teams. Um, but I can't see them getting out of the first weekend. Not I just good. think their I, I think their shot selection is is not great, um, and yeah, obviously now can create shots. Yeah, the only guy that can create shots was five foot nine. And he's gone. He got a torn ACL. Yeah. So yeah, I, I. So to answer the question in the chat, the only reason I say NC State is because I just I think the ACC is really really down, um, compared to the SEC. But yeah, I think Tennessee it could be a struggle. Hmm. 
Sean wants to know thoughts on playing a team for the third time in the conference tournament, especially if the first two were sweeps, either good, as in you won both, or bad, as in you lost both. It's tough. It's hard. 2014, we beat Kentucky three times. Uh, and the third game was probably the toughest game. We, we had beat them at their place. We played them at home on senior night. Neither one of those games was really relatively close. And then that game in the SEC tournament came down to a couple possessions. I mean, it's it's hard to beat a th- team three times. It is really, really hard. When I was a head coach at Chattanooga, ETSU, had to do the same thing. I mean, it is, it's not easy. And, and just understand that your, your team's going to be in a close game and it's going to come down to special situations. Hey, we, we got a question. Of, uh, I know this is a crazy question, uh, but somebody asked us to pick the WAC tournament. Um, I, I'm going to take Utah Valley, and here's why. They won the league outright regular season title. Did you guys see this? They're not the one seed in the conference tournament because for the mm-hmm. first time ever, the WAC used a unique formula to determine who would be in it and uh, a brand-new formula based on Kempom and Nat and – Metrics so Sam Houston's the one seed. I I just think that fires up Utah Valley that they're not the one, and I Sam love Houston, their offense. Sam Houston is the best team in the conference, though. Sam Houston won at Oklahoma earlier this year. Uh, they won at Utah earlier this year, and they won. Uh, I think it was eleven of their last twelve games, or twelve of their last thirteen, something like that. Um, they're really really good. They got a kid named Quay Grant, Hooper, Hooper. Yeah, hey, uh, Utah, Utah Valley beat Sam Houston by 16 earlier this year. Give me Mark Madsen. Give me the Mad Dog. The Mad Dog. I love him. I love him. He is awesome. Give me he Mark Madsen great. to give me Mark Madsen the Mad Dog to go dancing. Now that would be some fun locker room video. <laughs> that would be awesome. There you that go in the awesome. whack. Let's get wacky. All right, uh, what else we got, Trevor? Let's, uh, let's see. Uh, somebody checks in. Says, "Where's the bald white Clemson guy?" That would be To. He's not on tonight. Oh. Crypto, Crypto, CZ Binance. Yeah, CZ Binance, please refer to him by his correct name. CZ Binance is watching <laughs> CNBC right now. Put CZ Binance is is he? Uh, God bless his wife. He's going to be at like you know six conference tournament games in from Vermont to New York here coming up later this week. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> CZ Binance can't make it on the show anymore. He lost all his money in Bitcoin. Right. So promote promote the championship week coverage on the field of sixty eight. Okay. So we got we got we have so much stuff coming up here um over the course of next month. But this week specifically, uh Thursday night, CZ Binance, Randolph Childress, myself and John Fanta will be live from the court at Madison Square Garden. Uh Friday night. TO is not gonna be there, but it will be myself, John Fanta, and Randolph Childress again. Saturday night, same thing after UConn cuts down the nets of the Big East tournament. I'm gonna be insufferable wearing a Kemble Walker jersey, although I might also wear the Ray Allen one. Maybe I'll wear them both. It's gonna be a party. Uh, we'll Just don't there. wear the Shabazz Napier one, please. That one breaks my heart. Just don't do that. <laughs> all right, no, no, do no that. Shabazz jerseys. You got okay. it. Right. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna be doing all that. Selection Sunday, we have a six hour spec. Six hours. It's actually going to probably go closer to seven. We're starting at 530. The fielding, the 68 guys are going to be breaking down um, their final bracket projections and then reacting live as the bracket is revealed on CBS. Uh, And from there, we're going to have our talent on there for hours, segments, the entire night until midnight. It'll be 
probably ends up being about six and a half to seven total hours of bracket breakdown coverage. It was our biggest show of the year last year. It's going to be our biggest show of the year this year. I cannot wait for it. And then once we get to the NCAA tournament, it's going to be like a normal first weekend. We're going to be doing it from home, getting interviews, doing all this. Second weekend, I think I'm breaking news here. We are heading to Las Vegas. We are going to be stadium swim. We're going to be watching games there. We're going to be going to the game. West Regional. We're going to be doing shows from the floor of the Sweet 16. I don't even remember which arena it is because there's 17 different arenas in Las Vegas, but that's where we're going to be. Uh, I've never been to Vegas in my entire life. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Alert Trevor. Alert the police. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's going to be fun. I've already made the decision that um, I will not carry any kind of uh, card, debit, or credit uh, into any of the casinos. Get the Smart. cash. You win the cash. You lose the cash. Whatever it is, once that money's gone, it's gone. Um, Who's then- going? Who? Wait, wait. No, no, no. I need to hear about the Vegas trip because you are going to be Hangover Central. Who's going on this? <laughs> um, it'll be Terrence. It'll be Dagan. And it'll be uh, Goodman if he doesn't have the sniffles anymore. And wow. God, if there's a Big East team there, you might see me in Vegas. Oh boy, that's uh, that'd be fun. That'd be interesting. You should bring your hat from the Final Four last year, Fanta—the one that you had. It's my party hat. Well, that was my hat has to travel. That, that was my travel. New Orleans hat. I will have a new Houston hat this year. Oh boy, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the Houston hat. Um, but yeah, so obviously we are going to be in Houston again. We'll be down there six days. Same kind of thing. I I can't disclose. Oh, my God. Oh, six, six days, McCall, six days with Goodman. By the last show, I think I think Rob and Jeff, like there were four of us. Sorry to cut you off, Rob. Rob, no, was, on, no. Rob was on one end and Jeff was on the other. And by the last show, remember, Rob, Jeff's voice was gone. He was talking like this. He was like, I just want to go to bed. I'm so tired. I just, I want to go to sleep. I can't do it like I used to anymore. Uh, I need need a nap. Can we cut the show off? It's only been 35 minutes, but we need to end the show now. Trevor, aren't you excited? Uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. Oh, Rob man. did it's just broadcast fun. to the world that he's going to walk around Vegas for the first time ever with wads of cash and nothing else. So I'm not. I, I, I promise you, I will have uh, a lot less cash than ninety percent of the people <laughs> that are walking around Vegas. So like, it's, like, who who isn't walking around with cash in their pocket? Uh, All right. We got sleeper to win. Sleeper to win conference USA tourney. This guy keeps asking. Yep, that was my last one. Sorry, Trevor. No, it's fine. Hit hit the like chat. Yeah, please, like. folks, hit the like. If you're watching, there's how many? There's 248 of you watching. Are you yep. guys robots? Like, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. Make yeah. us happy as podcasters. You know, if you're if you're listening to this right now on Spotify, hit that like button. Leave us a review. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, say nice things about us in the comments. It helps. I promise you, all of that stuff helps. Um, is there going to be a sleeper, McCall? This is your league, man. Uh, I don't know that there's a sleeper. I mean, I, I like the two teams at the top, the three teams at the top, UAB. North Texas and FAU, uh, again, with FAU, if they don't win the tournament, I think they should be in the tournament. Um, they've had just such a remarkable year. Dusty May gets my nod for coach of the year in the country. Um, what's that? 
lock. They're, they're a lock. I'm locking. You're locking them in. Um, them in. You know, North is that Texas, not obvious? They're, they're, is that, is that bad? I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what that was. That looked like, like, Texas, a, like a producer signed a break or something. I don't know what he was doing. North <laughs> Texas' defense will travel. Jelly Walker for UAB. Those three teams, I think any one of the three can win. I'm with you. Jelly Walker. It's going to be FAU, though. It's going to be FAU. Unless Jelly Walker goes full Jelly, it's going to be FAU. They're so fucking good. They're good. They're good. Oh, man. Oh, Dagan reminded me of last year (laughs) when we had one segment left to go. What was it, 17 minutes? Yes. And Goodman Goodman goes, 17 minutes? (laughs) No, 17 minutes left. (laughs) What? I'm Dude, is there you, a Coach. pillow? Is there a pillow I can lay down on? I just want to get Coach. some sleep. I'm so tired. Too many hurricanes. Too many hurricanes. Oh, Coach. Acquired taste by that time. By day five or six, you're just like, how's how is how does how did people put up with this guy every day? Mm. Uh Gonzaga's up by nine on San Francisco. Anybody think St. Mary's over Gonzaga tomorrow night? You do? Wow. I don't either. I don't either. I, I, I think, just I, I I've always said what St. Mary's does well can kind of take advantage of the weaknesses that Gonzaga has, right? Okay. They're gonna control the tempo. They're not gonna let you get on transition. That's one of the things that they do better than anybody, right? You just you don't run. They don't run. They they don't go to the offensive glass. They send everybody back. And so much of what Gonzaga does is get up and down the floor. They want to run. They want to find Drew Timmy on those quick seals. They want to, um, you know, get the ball up, get a quick rotation, get a ball screen, and try to find a way to get Timmy with a little duck in, right? That's what they do. Everything that they do, why they're so successful, has everything to do with their ability in transition. I think St. Mary's can take you out of that. Um, Randy Bennett runs more ball screens than just about any coach in college basketball. And if there's one weakness that Drew Timmy has – It's defending ball screens. That's just not what he does great. That's not why he's a great player. That's not why he's an All-American. So I'm uh, I'm in on these uh, these Gales. I'm in on St. Mary's. I think they're going to find a way to get it done. And frankly, I think that they are um, just as good, if not better, than Gonzaga this season. And in a situation like that, I tend to lean towards the team that has the better guard play. Give me Aiden Mahane over the two McDonald's All-Americans on the Zags. That may be uh, that may be maybe the wrong take, and McCall is going to yell at me because his guy Malachi Smith, Chattanooga <laughs> legend, is over legend. there. But yeah, my only thing with the Zags haven't lost since February fourth, and it was the St. Mary's. That, that's was, when they play St. Mary's. St. Mary's. It was the St. Mary's. I think they're peaking at the right time. I just don't see it tomorrow. We'll see. Hmm. If you were da- we'll if you have the vaulted app, you could lock in your pick right now on the vaulted app. I need to get the vaulted app. It's legal for me now. I got to. I got to get the vaulted app. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to tell you tomorrow night's going to be fun. We're going to have a um, a CAA final, Charleston UNCW. At one point, I don't think people know this. UNCW won 13 games in a row earlier this year. They're good. Um, You got a Horizon League final, the NKU Norse, and the Cleveland State Vikings. The Vikings under um, Daniel Robinson, who. Came over from Iowa State, guys. He was, uh, you know, the assistant there. Dennis Gates leaves from Missouri. How many times do you see that, that a, a program could go through a coaching change like that? He didn't keep a ton of the players there because Gates took some of the main pieces with him. 
So to, so Cleveland State could pull it off uh, in the Horizon League tomorrow night. You're going to have the WCC final uh, between potentially Gonzaga St. Mary's. You're going to have the, the, the NEC final now doesn't mean anything. They're going to play that game, FDU Merrimack. I mean, I guess for Merrimack's sake, it means something because they could say that they're conference champions. But it's such a dumb rule, McCall. I hate that rule. I, I freaking hate that rule. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Last year with Bellarmine, like oh it, it, it drives it drives me insane. It it I, I don't get it. If the if the rules in place, then why are they in the conference tournaments to begin with? Like I, I just it drives it's it's the worst rule out there. You know, uh, yeah, Governor Charlie Baker from the state of Massachusetts. That needs to be your first job as the new commissioner of the NCAA is to change that rule, please, because it will be better for everybody involved in college basketball. Mm-hmm. A Summit League finals tomorrow as well. Uh, North Dakota State and Oral Roberts. That's coming your way tomorrow night, too. So you got Max Acemas and Oral Roberts tomorrow evening. Uh, it's fun. I mean, right now, we're churning out content every day. You guys had your Atlantic 10 tournament preview. A10 gets underway tomorrow. 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 That gets rolling tomorrow uh, from Brooklyn. This is just the best time of year. Coach McCall, where can we find you this week? Give, give uh, a I'll be I'll be in studio uh, covering the A10 tournament starting on Wednesday. I'll actually be in the Barclays Center tomorrow watching the first round games, and then I'll be in studio Wednesday and Thursday uh, on USA Network covering the A10 tournament. Freaking love it. Freaking love it. Rob Doster, uh, we're back at it tomorrow, 11 p.m. Eastern time with more t- tickets to get punched. Any any final notes before I get the heck out of here? No. Tune in all, all right. week, man. The only place that you need to be for college basketball coverage this week is Field of 68. Field of 68. And, and we get to call Madison Square Garden home this week, which I always I always say this. We never, ever, ever take that for granted. Um, <laughs> you think it's I really do? Cool. I know you don't, and I know we don't. And um, I'll give the shameless plug. And the final story of tonight is that tomorrow – Hopping in a car and driving to New York City is Jim Calhoun to be at the Big East tournament, to be courtside. I said to him, I said to coach, I said, so what do you think? And he said, Well, first off, this is my tournament. Okay. <laughs> all right, coach. Okay. This is my tournament. I said, all right. I said, all right, coach, you could say that. He said, and secondly, he goes Thursday at 2 30. He goes, no, that's big time ball. Mm-hmm. He said, and he said, and he goes, if you don't have, he said it like this. He goes, if you don't have cojones, don't bother stepping in the building. So uh, when Providence and you come meet Thursday and coach, and I get to sit next to coach Calhoun on the baseline. That's awesome. Good for you. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's where, enjoy, that's where enjoy the dream, that. That'll be very enjoyable. I know uh, I'm going to try to get coach with uh, Rob's going to get with coach here, potentially maybe a special edition Top Dogs interview. Maybe that's to come this week. Who knows what's going to come from MSG? Uh, well, I get Jim Calhoun on Top Dogs. I can officially retire Top Dogs. We don't need Top Dogs anymore. It's never going to be topped. How can you top that? He True. is the Top Dog. True. Trevor Valise, uh, are you going to Ben? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop talking, Fanta, he's going to sleep. Coach McCall for Rob Dostrom, John Fancy. Good night, everybody. We'll see you in about 22 and a half hours.